Hey everyone, this is The Working Experience. The Working Experience. Time, weather, and <laughs> Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. Y'all need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? Dan, HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was no. living his toenails at his desk. I can't take it Hey everyone, this is another edition of The Working Experience. This is Maddie Kay, and I'm here with... Uh, with the one and only John. The one and only John, who's driving. Now, last time, we had a bit of a technical issue. Calls dropped out. I told John not to do this again, but of course, he is. So. And of course, I'm in the car again. Again. Exactly what yeah. we said not to do, but this is one of those HR... See, our, our topic... Well, first topic is uh, top 10 complaints to human resources, which this is like, I mean, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I would love to be a human resources manager, but not if I had to depend on it for my salary. Like if I could sort of do it when I wanted to, because I could see getting really like after a while, like, come on, like, can't you guys like work this out like i know some of hr is like health uh insurance and what your like 401k is or whatever but then other parts of it are these like what they call um interpersonal challenges in the human resources world well i feel like human resources like it's kind of like multi-level marketing like you gotta like psych that person up you know, it's, like, it's like you gotta tony robbins you, you gotta really really sell it to them. and then your whole goddamn life is living that script it's like if i gotta get up in the morning and look myself in the mirror and repeat um you know I'm good enough what was that snl skit <laughs> uh not phil hartman uh not phil hartman the, the senator, ex-senator, yeah, yeah. Uh, Al, Franken. Al, Franken. Al Franken, yeah. If I got to do that, something's amiss in my life. So, something has gone tragically wrong. And that's, and look, I, there's some, I know people uh, in HR, there's some wonderful pe- people in HR. And HR, you know, human resources, is actually very important. It's the lifeblood oh, yeah. of an organization. It's getting the right people in. But once you reach, like, a certain, you know, employee count. And once the corporation gets so big, there's like so many people doing this and there's just like so many mantras and like mission statements. And you just, as a human being, you just get lost. Oh yeah. I feel like you need this like cheerleader, like pom pom, like ethic to like make your way through the day. Like, here we go again. Yeah. Come on, Matt. Pick, pick yourself up by your booty. <laughs> Whatever that thing is. That's how I, I see 
So I want to just set the base that I'm coming into this conversation with that opinion base. Yeah. That's my that's my foundation. That's yeah. where I'm at. No, you do need to be that that rah-rah person. You need to um, be able to, to deal with, you know, people coming to you with their problems and they expect you to address those problems. Even though sometimes when I read some of these, I would be tempted to say like, okay, this is not high school. Like, you know, we need to kind of, you would say like, that, why, why can't you just, just go? You, you can't, you can't level with. Someone. No, no, no. You can't just be like, it's like, are you? Are you effing kidding me? Like, we're, you're sitting here, right? Because you stole Sally's sandwich? Yeah. And you know, you don't think that's that's wrong? Like, you, you, you're, you have a problem with that? You feel entitled to Sally's sandwich? And, and that's what this is about? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just, and you can't, you can't do that. you got to follow corporate policy. And right. And then... You, you know, you've got this, and we've spoken about this before. It's it's relatively new in, in the you know the history of, of humans, where men and women have been locked up in cubicles and they've been working with each other. You can't just uh, and men and men and women and women for for um, uh, you know heterosexual homosexual. You can't just turn off the sexuality switch. You can't just, it's not, a, it's not a light switch. That yeah. stuff is going to happen. Well, and this, now, this top 10 only really covered that a little bit. The, th this was more like, uh, I mean, obviously that's a big issue, but what always fascinates me are the more kind of mundane things. Like, for example, this, this woman, uh, I got these lists from a woman named Liz Ryan. I looked at her website and she's kind of an HR guru and um gives advice to like other hr managers people wrote in right into her and say you know i've got this to deal with and dress codes and things like that um this one so the top one was uh interpersonal challenges with their managers and or co-workers so these are the top i don't know if it, these are in order uh, or anything but um, these are the things that she deals with or did deal with when she was a human resources manager so interpersonal challenges with their managers and or co-workers and here it, she for each one she gives an example my boss is really snippy with me and i don't know what to do about it snippy now i i do think on occasion some people are somewhat a little oversensitive like sometimes your manager may be having a terrible day and is getting dumped on and needs things to work. But when they, they say snippy, I was recalling when I worked on that show Third Watch and I was a PA, the second AD stormed up to me and said, Matt, you're here just fucking around and fucking everything up. Snippy. He's just calling out obvious yeah uh this other guy paul v he's the key grip was the key grip on law and order special victims unit he stormed up to me this was like later when i was a regular grip and he's like all you're doing is fucking around and doing nothing back here just fucking around i'm gonna fucking fire you <laughs> like right in my face and 
I didn't really have a human resources person to go to and say, Paul's getting snippy with me. <laughs> One thing that was was funny that he would say, like, we'd get on the walkie and be like, hey, Paul, uh, we got all that equipment stored away. And he would get on the walkie and say, I'll alert the news media. Meaning, like, (laughs) you're all just so incompetent, I can barely deal with you. So, like, after that, you know, anything about being snippy or what, like, I kind of just, you know, if I, I don't, it's not even something I really think about. Like, I just sort of expect... My, my boss sometimes to be in a bad mood and, you know, I'm like, okay, I mean, but apparently the human resources person is supposed to go to Ted or whoever the manager is. And I could just see Ted being like, look, all I said was, hey, we got to get this stuff done. And then maybe somebody didn't like the tone of that. And there you go. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, back in my early days of working, I, I got my fair amount of, of reaming, um, where I'm not going to name the company, and um, I will say it was on Wall Street, when, so what would happen is, at the end of the day, you would have to, you know, you'd have to settle trades, and during a typical trading day, you know, invariably, th- things would get we're getting numbers might get off or one, one trade ticket might, might get off. And it always happened, but there was one trader who the slightest error and you just, all you have to do for the error is just correct the P and L at the end of the day. Basically it's not a big deal. It's, yeah. it, it happens. It's almost, and this was computers were involved. I'm not that old, yeah. but it was, it was mainly done with, with tickets he would come over to you, get an inch from your face, and just start screaming at you. <laughs> and he would take he would take the ticket, and he would slam it into your face. He would be like, "Read that for me, read it," and then he'd slam it right into your face. Oh my so god! So you couldn't read it. And I just remember this guy had a mustache, and oh. by the end of the day, his breath was just just reeked of like coffee and hot dogs <laughs> whatever this guy consumed during the day yeah and you, it, it happened to me it happened to my my fellow uh um junior traders and you would it would be a spectacle you couldn't stop this guy yeah no, <laughs> this no. guy he would do it and you just had to sit there and take it now, yeah and i'm not i'm not saying any of it's right or wrong but it does sort of like like, I feel like the focus, like, okay, you got to get a job done. And yeah, sometimes it's a pain and you kind of lose your patience and you yell at somebody. And it's like, okay, just forget it. Get the job done. And let's not, like, that's not the focus is like your feelings or my feelings. But it does seem like with some people, it's like, that's the only focus. Like, if they feel they've been spoken to in a harsh tone all of a sudden they they can't do their job and it's you know i'd be tempted to be like okay come on is this the end of the world i mean like you know but <clears throat> i don't know what yeah it- i mean i i would i would i'd agree with that i don't and that's not justifying the behavior i i don't think that 
someone in a position of power should, um, you know, uh, crap on somebody or, you know, t- or talk down to them. But at the same time, you know, so what? I mean, don't take it so personally. Yeah, you know, it, right. it, it's, you know, what, what's that famous uh, quote by uh, was it uh, uh, Eleanor? Was it Eleanor Roosevelt? It's like you can only you don't be insulted if you allow yourself to yeah. be insulted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that is, something like that. So, and, and obviously, like there's like the Harvey Weinstein's of the world and stuff like that, and, and there's and there's stuff like on a spectrum, right? So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Terrible, right? Yeah, but like. If someone just says a, a snarky remark to you, you know, snark something back to them, you know, yeah. or, or ignore it. Yeah. It, just ignore it. Just do just your job. Flat, flat out, just let it roll off your back. Because if it's your boss, your coworker, you don't know what that person is going through. No. Maybe his wife uh, woke up, found out that he was sleeping with a 23-year-old, threw cereal in his face, and says, I want a divorce. And he comes into the office, and he takes it out on you. Or is it is it good? Or maybe yeah. maybe the the manager told someone to do something like twice, or not to do it a certain way twice, and the person did it a third time, and now it's like, hey, like what is the problem here? You know, like. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've mentioned right. this story before. Like, I was teaching in an honors English class, and this kid didn't do his homework. And it was like the second day in a row. And I, I was like, look, I told you yesterday, and blah, blah, blah. And the other teacher was like, well, I'm not sure you should talk to him like that. because duh. I'm like, talk to him like that? It's an honors class. He's supposed to do his homework. Like, what do you mean talk to him? Like, I should have been yelling in his face, but you can't get away with that anymore. Like, I barely raised my voice. And I'm like, this is what you're turning out. Like, people who cannot legitimately accept a rebuke that they deserve and say, okay, I better do my homework. And translate that 10 years later to, geez, I've been late twice this week. I better get there on time. And I better do my job. And and that's how you... You know, become a better person. You become smarter. You learn. Right. Like, right. It's people that that are giving you like critical feedback. You should you should be grateful for that. Right. Like, hey, hey, it's like hey, this is not up to this is not up to stuff. Like, yeah, you can't you can't do this. Like, someone you know, if if when I was first started working, if someone you know came to me 10, 15, 20 years my senior. Uh, they've been around the block and they came to me like, look, this is not going to cut it. I'd be like, oh man, Jesus, I got, I got to really get my ass in gear and I got to, yeah. I got to really, you know, pay attention to this next time. You know, I, but I, I wouldn't be like, thank you, sir, blah, blah, blah. But I'd be like, oh, geez, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah pay attention. But I, cer- I certainly wouldn't be like, I don't like the tone you're taking. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am not, I am not appreciating your tone right now. <laughs> it's like, it's not about the tone. It's about getting the job done correctly like so something bad doesn't happen uh so item number two was payroll benefits questions and problems that's not really that interesting number three issues relating to their goals objectives and performance evaluations and the example was i don't think my second quarter objectives are fair nobody else in my department has to hit all these bars 
And I thought, again, I, I can really picture, I can hear a 10th grader saying this to me, like, well, he didn't have to put his phone away. Why do I have to put my phone away? Like, I realize it's yeah. a little more than that, but I don't know. It's still kind of like, look, you're you. I don't, like, go talk, like, why are you coming to me and human resources about this? Like, go talk to your manager and say, hey, look, you know, this is what it is. You're giving me more work. Now, I guess maybe if your manager's totally unreasonable, then you would have to go, you know, but I don't know. It's just sort of like, if I'm at that level, I'm 23 years old and my boss is like, this is what I want you to do. I'm not really, I, I would be very hard pressed to go complain. You know, I'd be like, okay, I'll just get it done. And, you know, yeah, so. I mean, for me, it's just, it's another, you know, it's another form of like control. I mean, I just, I balk at the idea of just like performance reviews and people rating you and, yeah, you know, just like what, like what happens if like, you know, how close is, is I mean, it, and, and it varies from corporation to corporation, but it's like, you know, they really, they really have you under their thumb. You know, you're, you're, you're in your uh, career directory, your, your salary, your bonus, you know, everything's tied to this. And, you know, I'm sure there is a fair amount of, you know, ass kissing and rubbing someone's ego. It maybe it's not, you know, entirely merit based. There's so many, so many different ways around that. Like the, the performance review thing for me is just, oh, it makes my skin crawl. It just, and I never, I don't think I've ever done well on a performance review. I, I just, <laughs> I think I've been fired. <laughs> I, I, I don't. And I don't think I ever like gotten one and been like happy about it. I don't think there's one performance review that I've gotten in a major corporation where I was like, "Yep, that that's right. I'm satisfied with it." Now I'm saying this because uh, uh, the audience should know that I'm an underachiever, yes, a slacker, yes, in general, and I'm always looking to cut. Well, you so tend they take that. Yeah, you you context. you tend to blame other people for your shortcomings. Always. Well. <laughs> Always. I never, ever take responsibility no. for my actions. No, it's Jane's it's, fault. Uh, Michael always. didn't give me the numbers. You know, just, yeah, any... It's always someone else's fault. Well, it's you don't... It's all about the flexion. I mean, you don't get any... I mean, you, maybe you did like 20 years ago, but that's not part of your job anymore, I, I would imagine. No, no. I, I mean, mean, well, basically you now, get clients or you don't, I guess. They either like your work or... Say it again? Either your clients like your work or they don't hire you again is basically That's your... right. Yeah. That's right. So my performance review is I either get another project yeah. or I get or I get canned. That's that's my performance review. And then for me, like for employees and freelancers and stuff, um, you you do a good job, I hire you again. Right. Yeah. I recommend you to other people. Right. You do a bad job, I never hire you again. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, that's that's the performance review. Well, and that that speaks. You know, and there, there, as you know, there are pluses or minuses to that to the freelance world. But, yeah. you know, that's that's the way it is. Well, uh, you know, it was interesting when you said about the control aspect, because I worked for someone in New York in, in education and she and I felt it was a real form of control. You would get these totally nonspecific criticisms like. 
oh, I just feel your class is moving too slowly. And I'm like, the the complaint I would always, I would ever have to HR, I mean, we didn't have an HR department, was like, no, you need to enumerate very specifically what I did not do. Don't tell me like, well, I just feel like, because you can say anything and not back any of it up, and it was just a form of control. Like, we were in a meeting one time, she brought up an observation she did of me the year before. And I was like, and first of all, you're not supposed to do that in front of people's colleagues. And I was like, you're talking about a math lesson I did last year. You're bringing that up. And yeah, she, her criticism was they didn't get it. And I'm like, didn't get what? Like, what, what exactly are you talking about? And it's just... That's the kind of thing that drives me nuts because that is clearly just manipulating somebody and being like, well, I just feel that... Like, I don't care about your feelings. Like, put it on paper, bullet point it so I can fix it. And that's the point when people do that. You can't fix anything. So you're always under their thumb in the way that... It's always just about their attitude. There's nothing empirical or objective that, about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very you know, in, in certain cases, it's it's very subjective, you know, and it, it's a very a very opinion based. Like, okay, maybe you know, Tommy's not good at you know um, stamping envelopes, you know, but he but he could be you know an amazing salesperson, you know, like so. And that's you know, you're dealing with human psychology, and it, it, it's very, very complicated. Well, I and I just sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say when we were talking about the you know objective things and subjective, like when I teach a class, I'm like you know I always try to press home the point. There are some things that are objective and subjective. Like if your paper is late, that is objective. Like you can't sure, argue right. about the that. Due date was Right. And if there are misspellings, that is objective. If you don't have a proper sentence, like, you know, now, was your thesis strong? You know, that's where it gets tricky because it's like, okay, I am the teacher. I do have to make a decision. I have to be very, and I, I you know, grading essays is hard because a lot of it is subjective. So I enumerate right. everything. Right. So I, I type everything out and I'm like, here are the weak points I saw. Here are the strong points. Like, and that seems to help. But if you just like, you know, arbitrarily take three points off, like especially the higher level kids will call you out on that and be like, well, why'd you take three points off? And you have to have an answer, which is legit. Yeah, hey, you, you, you come back. Point number one, I don't like you as a human. Being. I just don't like you. <laughs> Point number two, I don't like how you dress. Yeah. Now, now let's get into so minus twenty points just for that. <laughs> Point number three, you have kind of like a weird shaped body. It's just it's <laughs> off putting, and you're just kind of all around douchey. And I don't know, like I don't, I don't know. That's all I. Have. <laughs> That's all I got. That's, That's all, all I got. got. Your pants are weird. No one else likes you. I mean, let's be honest. No one else <laughs> likes you. So I don't know. Just take the seventy and move on with your life. Yeah. You know? And, and, and run with it. Yeah. Have a ball with it. Um, so, number four was problems with roles, job titles, and pay levels. This seems to be a massive sticking point. The example was, I need your help talking to my manager about my job title. It doesn't match my responsibilities. So, like, 
I can see that happening in just about every single job where it's like, most of the time it's somebody being asked to do something that they're like, that's not my job, you know? Yeah, I mean, the job title thing is, you know, and, and pay, I mean, all that stuff is just, oh, we, we, we could spend, you know, 30 podcasts just on that. Um, it is a, you know, I didn't get this title, you know, he's getting paid more, I'm getting paid less, I deserve more. I don't think anyone is truly, in fact, in a corporation, if you were to publish every person's salary for all the employees to see, there would be Armageddon. <laughs> there would be anarchy in the streets. Yeah. Once people found out exactly, not a range, so not like fifty to 60000 no. Pete from accounting who's been here a year, is getting paid $55,321 with a bonus of $5,680. And Amy, who's been here for four years, is a higher level, is getting paid $433,000, I'm sorry, $43,123 with no yeah. bonus. Yeah, I'm sure it happens. They li light the deaths up. Yeah. <laughs> there would be Molotov cocktails thrown. I mean, it would be and same thing, I mean, titles is more transparent. Like, obviously, you see a title. But salary, Jesus, the actual number would be, would be trans, transparency Armageddon. That's what that would be. Well, uh, yeah. And I, I think, well, first of all, my mantra is always, that's not my job. And I say it with a shrug. Not my job. Even when things are clearly my job. <laughs> you know I'm... Always, always pointing the finger. Oh, yeah. here, I got, a, I got a good example. So I just worked on a shoot, okay? And the, um, the budget was submitted to the client. And one of the uh, APs, associate producers, got a hold of the budget. And then emailed me directly and said, why am I not getting paid as much as so-and-so as the, as a part of the key crew? And I was like, Whoa, Whoa, hold on a second. How do you, I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about because I sure as hell wasn't going to send the script to you. I mean, the budget to you. She's like, no, you know, the client sh shared this with me. She was working on another project with the client. I was like, Oh, I was, and I, and I told her in an email, I was like, Oh, that was a mistake. Like, yeah. The client shouldn't have, have shared that with you. Now, I'm in the position where this, this was a woman is asking me for more money. I've already submitted the budget to the client. The client has approved the budget based on her lower rate. Yeah. She saw the budget and now is asking for more. So now I got to go back to the client and say, how did so-and-so see this budget? I, you know, I never show the budget. And, and this is, she was already making a phenomenal rate to begin with. She was making above, like, SAG rate for her uh, position. But she wasn't making as much. So I had to go back to the client and say, so 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 the budget, you know, if I agree to this, you're going to pay more. Do you, under, you know, do you understand that? And I'm in a 
difficult position because I would have never shown her the budget. I'm not sure why you showed her the budget, right? But you know, you know what? What do you want to do here? And the client agreed to upping her rate, but you know that that would be like if I shared the budget with the entire production staff, which I don't. It would be everybody would be like, well, I'm, I'm not going to pay as much as how come I'm not getting paid as much as the DP? You know, how come I'm not getting paid as much as hair and makeup? And it's just like. Well, you're not hair and makeup. Well, you're not the DP. Like this is this is a fair market rate for your services. So it doesn't and it doesn't matter if I paid someone, you know, let's just say a thousand dollars for a day, but they saw someone else and that was like fifty percent above the market rate. And they saw someone that was somewhat similar to their role was getting $1,500 a day, they would want the $1,500 a day. Even though they were making you know, 50% more, they would still want that $1,500. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when I worked, I mean, if, if we worked on like a uh, low-budget feature, it was pretty understood that like the gaffer would get 200 a day, the best boy would get 175 and the third grip gets 150 and and that's the way it was. And whatever other departments got, I really didn't know. And But if, if I were the best boy grip and I found out the best boy electric was getting $25 more a day, I might be like, wait a minute, why why is that? But right. hair, makeup, wardrobe, all camera, like I don't really know. And it's not really my business. It's not my department. I mean, I would have to right. go to the gaffer or the key grip and say, hey, look. Like, what's the deal? And there might be a legitimate reason for it. Like, I don't really know. But I always felt like if I agreed to a rate, that's the rate and that's what I agreed to. And, you know, if I didn't yeah, like I mean, it. That, that's, a, that's the same thing. And, but her her argument was like key crew. Like she was part of the key crew and she would she would get paid, you know, you know, similar to certain certain functions. Yeah, yeah. Um, well. yeah I, well, here's another thing that's just just to give you an idea. I'm not going to name the uh, the client, the network, or the talent. So <laughs> a, a very, very famous um, showrunner slash writer, mm-hmm. very, very famous, who um, had who was bald. Okay, mm-hmm. like he had some hair on like the side of his um, uh, on the side of his head. Yeah, we had to interview this said showrunner, um, writer, producer, and he would only use his hair and makeup person. So I said, okay, uh, fine. You know, that's no problem. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. I've already submitted the budget and I had allotted, I think it was $750 a day for hair and makeup. And they were doing hair and makeup for the other, uh, for the other talent on the show, all of which was kind of a list talent. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names, but like very very A list, right? Mm-hmm. So seven seven fifty for like a six hour day was pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, plus her hair and makeup kit, I think it came out to just just shy of a thousand dollars. So he refused to use that person. I had to use his person. Okay, no problem. I call up his person. Um, you know, what's, I just need you for two hours for so-and-so. 
okay, uh, my rate is $5,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, what? What is, what is it? $5,000. Oh, man. I, I go, I just need you. I'm not, you're not doing the rest of the cast, the rest of the cast. I just need you for two hours. Yep. It's $5,000. Yep. So <laughs> I called up the network and I was like, look, we got a problem here. Like I now have to get two hair and makeup people. One person's very reasonable. The other one is astronomical. I would never in my life pay this. So it'd be like my, it'd be $5,000. Then plus I charge like a production fee on top of that. So it's, it's like 5,500 bucks. So I need approval by the network and they know who we're talking about. Guy's got no hair. <laughs> the guy's got no hair. He's hair and makeup. And for a guy, all you're in the interview, you just kind of pat them down. Maybe you put like a light foundational base on. Yeah. But you, you're like for a, if a woman's being interviewed, you need like her hair to be perfect. Right. Right. And if a guy has hair, you know, at least there's something to work with. No hair. No hair. No, no hair whatsoever. <laughs> so, the network calls him back and goes, oh, that's ridiculous. We're not going to do that. So then they, the, the showrunner then refuses to do the interview. Will not do the interview. Jesus. And the makeup person is on set. Eventually the network caved and paid the $5,000 for his hair and makeup person. Good Lord. I mean, Unbelievable. The, yeah, these people just are infuriating. I mean, it's like, what is your problem, man? I mean... I'd like to think if I was in that position, I'd be like, yeah, sure. You know, no problem. Whoever you have is fine. You know, no big deal. <laughs> like, yeah, but, you're, but you're in like this. Nobody says no to these people. Yeah. Right? And they're, they're in such a huge position. Like this individual basically like made this network. His show made this network. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to take too, too much about it because you're going to guess who it is. But he had so much power within this network. That he, I mean, I could, I could give you some other requests of his that are just ridiculous, just absolutely insane, and and the network could do it. They would make me do it. It was just, just give just us, insane. give us one, give us one. Um, or I mean, if it's not going to give the guy away, I don't want to give it away. If you think yeah, of one, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of of one that's. That's funny. That won't give it away. Okay, this 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 won't give it away. Okay, so this was maybe about three or four years ago. So we would have to deliver cuts for this individual to review because he had final approval and everything. Didn't didn't matter what the network said. He had final approval, which is unheard of. He had final approval. So he would refuse to click on a link to watch the cuts. And this was all on like a very secured um, site where um, I'm not, I'm not going to name the site, but basically yeah. like you have um, an email and a password. It's all secure. It, it's like NSA security. Like no one can break through it. He refused, refused to click on the link. So every, and, and you've worked it. I don't know if you've worked in post-production, but, if you're sending someone to review something, it could be like the first rough cut of six or the first fine cut of 10 
you know, there's, there's so many revisions to this stuff. So you take their notes and then you integrate it. Everything had to be delivered on a thumb drive. Everything. <laughs> so if he was in, he was based in LA. So I would have to hire somebody to download the video to a thumb drive and personally deliver it to him. And then when the next cut would come, personally deliver it. If he flew somewhere, I'd have to hire someone in that city to get the thumb drive and deliver it to him. Oh, my God. And then one time when he was in New York, he <clears throat> he got the thumb drive from the person, from one of my PAs, refused to take delivery of the thumb drive and said only I could deliver it. Me. So I had to... <laughs> I had to take the thumb drive, you know, and it's like, I'm like the, I'm like the executive producer of yeah. the project Yeah. and take the thumb drive and deliver it to his hotel room, put it into his MacBook and stand there while he watched that and then take notes. So it's like, it was just like a power play, right? Well, so that was just a power play. He wouldn't even put it into the MacBook. You had to do it. It was, yeah, correct. He wouldn't even <laughs> press play. Oh my on the god! Video. Why? I, what? I mean, I just do it. listen, listen. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I. I don't know. To this day, I don't know. It's hard to know if it was like a power play or if he really is a neurotic freak show or it's, what. It's possibly all of the above. I. I, I really don't know. Like it was. Like he, and he would like call you know he'd call my cell phone at like all hours oh. it would just to like talk about like very very like meticulous yeah like down to the smallest detail yeah i mean he got was a genius but i mean very very particular well there was a woman i won't name her but people probably know who she is she was on law and order and she is blonde <laughs> She's blonde. So, you know, she's on Law & Order a while ago. Played one of the ADAs. <clears throat> I don't care if she hears it or not. Her first name's Liz. Uh, so, if she listens to this podcast... <laughs> I don't want to name any names, yeah. Liz. Uh, but she showed up on this low-budget indie I worked on in upstate New York, which was a total freak show. It was like Tony Danza was in it. It was Chris Penn's last movie before he died. Um, they had a guy from the Sopranos was there. Uh, the director, I kind of liked the director. He was kind of crazy, but it was a crazy shoot. There were like, they, at one point they, they had, we were at this construction site and there were flames around and the director wanted the flames higher. So we had PAs throwing cups of gasoline onto the flames. <laughs> and it was my job as one of the grips to hold uh, a big piece of cloth, like one of those black flags, between the camera and the flames. And they'd be oh. like, okay, throw the gas. <laughs> and it'd be this, like, small explosion. <laughs> it was it was nuts. But she was a total a-hole. She treated... This is why I don't care about saying her name. She, uh, she was really kind of nasty to the PA. She'd be like, get me my breakfast. One of the PAs had to take care of her dog while we were there i mean it was just oh, like god so i was you know when i first saw her i was like oh wow it's her you know i was really liked her and then after about two days i couldn't stand her 
And uh, I was talking to my friend Mike, who was one of the key PAs on Law & Order. He's a producer now himself. And uh, I was like, I don't understand why that woman would leave Law & Order and go work on that like indie movie. And he said she didn't leave. She was fired because she yeah. acts like that. Now, I mean, you've got this cush job on Law & Order getting paid... I don't know, probably 60 grand an episode would not be outrageous. Probably 50, right, 60. Right, right. It's a pretty cush gig, you know, from what I saw on SVU. It's no heavy lifting. And she can't even act right. And then she goes to that thing, acts the same way. And the last thing I ever saw her on was a cable show called Haunted Celebrity Houses. <laughs> and I was like, good. Good. I'm glad you're not doing well because you don't deserve it. Like Tony Danza, wonderful guy. Couldn't have been nicer. He just like, right. what you see on screen is what you get. Uh, Chris Penn, pretty good guy. A little odd, but uh, good guy all around. One time I didn't have a coat. I had left it in the truck and the truck was locked and I was getting rained on. And he was like, he was very concerned. He was like, oh, you don't have your coat. Where's your coat? And everything. I'm like, oh, you know. But... She was just like, oh, man. And this, She's a nightmare. Yeah. And this poor girl, she was like, the girl was crying one day because of her. This poor, oh, like, 18-year-old girl. Yeah, she was awful. Um, so I'll, I'll run through a couple. we got a few minutes left. Uh, my manager schedules department meetings on Saturday mornings, and I can't, oh. I can't make those meetings anymore. It's too disruptive to my family life. How can I let my manager know? That that is straight up a dick move. Yeah, that's that, just that, a dick that's move. That's gangster right there. Yeah, that's Saturday. Bad. I mean, come on, man. Um, this other one was personal issues. I'm going through a terrible time with my sister who has a substance abuse problem. Does the company have any resources for someone in my situation? So this was personal issues that <clears throat> you might have to address. My personal issue would be I have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any resources in the company that can help me deal with this? Because yeah, you know, and not just your your regular no diary. No, no, no. <laughs> this this will stop a bus. This is like, we're talking like I've been to India and Cambodia within the last month. <laughs> okay, this is rough stuff here. All right. Um, <laughs> and I can only imagine like the personal issues that like today people like put all their personal stuff out there and I can just imagine them coming to human resources being like, I'm dealing with something that is clearly not work related, but it's like, I need you to help me deal with this. And again, I'd be kind of like, yeah, I, okay. Like, I don't know what to really tell you, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, like, I feel bad, but I don't know. So, um, problems with real or perceived discrimination or harassment. This is actually supposedly a real example. One of my managers always tells me to put my hair up because he likes it that way. It's gross, and I wanted you to know about it. Like, that is clearly something that it's like, you have to go to the manager and be like, you're going to get fired if you don't stop doing that. Like, don't say... Like, I don't know why somebody would say something like that. Like, that's just like... Come on. Again, like, do your job. I have a project I need you to complete. 
don't talk to your to the employees like that you know yeah i mean look at the harvey weinstein thing it's like the whole point of that company was to make quality movies which they did for a period of time and then because he is such a pathological dirtbag he ruined the whole thing and it's like can't you focus on your job like what i don't know it just baffles me sometimes yeah but for him it was yeah it, it was a it was a power it had to be a power thing oh yeah yeah I mean, it yeah. was it was um yeah i mean every everything was was tied to and it's sad that it was so powerful that it, it got covered up for that long oh yeah i just I, and we spoke about this i couldn't just imagine that slug of a human being just like trying to a call you know it's just yeah no, it's uh, nasty. imagine that happens to you and then you got to be quiet about it i know i know uh, um a- attendance and other policy issues again this is like a high schooler talking everybody in my department is on salary my boss lets some people walk into work at 9 15 and other people get into trouble for showing up at 8 45 it's not fair can you help again and this is sort of one of those things where i'm like Guys, like, show up to work at 8.30, okay? Let's just say that. Show up to work at 8.30. If you don't, it's going to be a problem. Like, good Lord, you know? Like, good Lord. <laughs> what is the problem here, you know? Um, issues relating to paid and unpaid time off. That's not really... Internal transfers and career advancement. Should I apply for one of those internal opportunities I see posted on the company intranet? Can you look at my resume and give me your opinion? Again, I don't know. Some of this is sort of like a little kind of being too dependent on HR. Like, if you want a job, go apply for it, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh, HR, can I, uh, can I pee? Can yeah, I, I know. It's like, I know. come on, man. There, there's certain decisions, like, you're you're a big boy, you're a big girl, you can do it. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't worry. Yeah, I know, totally. Well, I'll just but, end... You know, but all of this stuff, you know, and that's one of the things with HR is that um, if an organization gets like caught up in that, then HR gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. You know, like it's it's like the more that they need, the bigger HR has to be, and then it gets into this like colossal, huge, you know, organization within yeah. the organization um, where it looks like <clears throat> like HR should be there to you know pull in the best talent and then keep that talent and then just make sure everybody you know doesn't pull a harvey weinstein you know everyone is is relatively happy yeah and that you know it's just taking care of the workforce yeah if you're if you're like asking mundane stuff for going to hr because you know uh, using this, you know, someone steals someone's sandwich. I mean, that's re- that's a waste of everyone's time. But your uh, HR, I think, maybe sometimes encourages this type of behavior, where it's like, I don't but, know, they want to know every little justify, thing. Justify their job. Yeah. Fill, fill up their day. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, it's one of those jobs in HR is if you if you do it really well, then there's less of a need for HR. Right? Yeah. So if you hire the best people and <laughs> they're, you know, adults and they, everyone acts in a, in, in a, you know, and they, and they work together and it's cohesive, then you just made your job obsolete. 
yeah. elite to a certain degree, right? Yeah. Like you do it too well. Yeah. They're not going to give you like a $10 million bonus. They're going to, they're going to fire you. Right. They're like, hey, thanks. <laughs> right. You, you knocked it out of the park. We don't need you anymore. So I guess we can end this by saying there needs to be a certain degree of malfunction in order for HR to exist. Yes. Yeah. I, I would I would say yes. And I think that if, if you're in HR, you have no problem. <laughs> you don't need to worry no, about No, yeah. Job. There'll be plenty there's, of dysfunction. There's yeah. going to be, especially in today's day and age, uh, you know, with uh, President Trump kind of leading the, uh, the cavalry. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. He's going to make it. He's making his his level of acceptable behavior is deplorable. <laughs> so HR is going to have a field day yeah. with that. Yeah, a lot I of mean, fodder. This, this president's lobbing him in for him. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, you know, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. All right, so uh, I got to end it there. Um, so, uh, hey, everyone, thanks a lot. We're going to have more lists coming at you and uh we have a brand new feature we've taken a technological leap into the year i would say 2000 probably earlier uh we have an email address the working experience 2018 at gmail.com we would love to get your feedback and i know it's kind of a long one it's a terrible email it's terrible Terrible. the working experience 2018 was the working experience not available it was not it was not available so we have to go with this one maybe i'll try to find a shorter version of it (laughs) all right thanks everybody all right take care guys